a playlist original. Hello and welcome to another episode of Spotlight, a series where I speak to some of South Africa's biggest creators. I'll be your host, Sandy, and today I am joined by the amazing Kelly Kicks. I am so excited. Hi there, Kelly. Welcome. And how are you doing today? Sandy, I'm good. Excited because I'm on your show, firstly. So thank you for having me. (laughs) How are you doing? I am doing great. And I'm even more excited to have you on here because um, me being, you know, a TikToker for quite some while, like you were always a creator that I looked up to, especially when I joined the platform because you've been around creating your content for so long so this is really I'm just so excited um so let's (laughs) (laughs) thank you I didn't know I don't know these things I'm just like oh Jenny and then you're like yeah stuff like that but your heart melts like (laughs) (laughs) so let's you know get straight into this and um one of the first things I want to you know just get into is like I said you've been a content creator for quite some time so when did you actually start creating your content and what you know got that spark going to really get you into this journey so content creation was a very long process I didn't know that I was going to do content creation back in the day um, as like something that I would enjoy doing because you know when we were young we never had this social media thing we never Mm. had like the internet to be honest Um, So I used to make um, a lot of like video edits and mixes and things like that. Back when I was still in primary school on like my Windows 95 PC on PowerPoint, we didn't even have Movie Maker yet. So it was back then when I was busy making videos, not thinking of anything else. I was just like, oh, this is cool to remix things. And then obviously like as I got older, it became more of a thing for me because I just love creating. I always like arts. So like if it's painting, drawing, making like music mixes, making video mixes, dancing, anything in the arts, like acting and everything. That Mm. was all like part and parcel of who I was from when I was younger till now. Um, And then I found YouTube through one of my friends, Russell. He was like, Kelly, you dance and you make videos and you're editing all the time. Why don't you just post it onto YouTube? So I'm like, okay, cool. This was like, I, I was still in high school when I opened my YouTube account. Um, I actually can't even remember the year. If I tell you, I might be lying. Probably like 2007 or 2008. I can't recall. I just started like posting videos randomly. And then I had a chat with my friend Mark Fitzgibbon, you know, Fitzy. Yes. Um, and he had, we were at high school together. Oh, and wow. he started like making YouTube videos and comedy yes. videos and things like that. And all of his funny sweating videos yes. came when he went to university. I was like, Mark, what happened? He was like, yeah. Kelly, you should start a proper YouTube channel, like post like proper like YouTube videos. So then I ended up starting like my official YouTube content creation journey uh, in about 2010, 2011. Like that was the start of me actually putting my focus into content creation. Mm. Got onto Musical.ly, I think it was in 2015 or 16. Mm. And then um, I obviously that transitioned into TikTok and I've been making content ever since Mm -hmm. like it's either dancing content comedy content anything that comes to mind like stupid Mm. humor like dad joke type content for me Uh, like anything that happens vlogs I I just make videos about Mm. I never had like a specific niche I just like whatever was on my brain Mm. I put onto like video because I can't put things in words I have to make it visual that's Mm. how I learn and that's how I express myself so yeah that's where content creation came about and now I'm here (laughs) I love that and you know what from a viewer's perspective I really think it comes across in your content that it's your content is an extension of you an extension of your personality type of thing Um, it just has that authenticity you know that your audience can just like click with Um, (laughs) so I know so do you, I don't know if you'd remember this, but what was one of your earliest content pieces um, that you made? Was it like a dance video? Was it like a comedy no, skit? wait, what was it? <laughs> okay, before I, before I officially started YouTube, I think yeah. my first video was a showreel video of what I was doing for the year. So it was a lot of dancing things and like memories of mm-hmm. that year. But because I was very like dance focused at that time, I think it was a lot of like, clips of Mm. dance videos that I've like shows and performances and movies and things that I was in that I just put into one Mm. and then I think the the very first video that I actually like planned and 
created was when I started YouTube, like my channel as Kelly Kicks. When I started the channel as like, I am now a YouTuber. I made a video on how to become a YouTuber. How uh, dumb is that? I know. I, I've, I've, done. I've done it too. I've also done it. We've all done <laughs> Starting a YouTube channel. Why not make a video about how to start a YouTube, YouTube channel? I'm like, channel, I'm busy, yes. I'm busy DIYing lights instead of using like a white box thing. I'm using like a black factory bag so it can push the light forward. I'm like, I knew nothing about physics, lighting, or anything, but I'm out here thinking I know everything. It was so freaking hilarious. Actually, I went back and I did a reaction video to that video, and I was like, oh, shame. Poor hey. Kelly, she didn't know what she was doing. It's a lot. It was fun it's though. It was yeah. Fun. Yeah. I think it, that's why my my YouTube channel became more like a in uh, color terms khatmak because whatever I thought of I just made fun of it. Yeah. So yeah, I ended up making fun of myself on there as well, but it's fun. <laughs> and um, what was one of your like first viral videos? Do you remember that? This is very difficult because when you, when musically hit. Um, it was very difficult for SA to get on the map. So that first mm. year of like musically coming out, it was very like American European based. So I would say in 2016, I think I hit my first viral video. If I'm not mistaken, it was a tutting video. Mm. So one of those tutting videos that was going crazy on musically. Um, and then the other video that went viral was a video of myself and my best friend Michaela. It was literally the night of my sister's wedding. I posted this video and we're just being dumb. It was like some beatboxing video sound that we remade of us being like cool kids and like, I don't know what, what to call it. Like, you know, when you like purposefully act dumb. So yeah. the, the cool kids versus the purposefully dumb kids. And that one went viral for no apparent reason because we literally <laughs> put minimal effort in there. We're just like, let's just be dumb. And Always us being dumb and being ourselves. <laughs> we, we really had to work hard being cool, but being like, so natural like, uh, you know that was natural that's just how we are in general i was like so they like how we are naturally but they also don't know that we're not actually that cool but we can pretend <laughs> so that was a cool video i actually enjoyed that and you know i'm just thinking now um apart from just like viral videos you've started trends because i've also been on the app for a while and i remember <laughs> well around the time that i joined you know um i remember one of the earliest trends that I caught on from you was that with the hat transitions yes oh my goodness that so was so cool. massive fight. that was so cool the hat transition back then I was still new and I honestly tried just with one hat just let me try with yes. one hat because you did a whole bunch of the hats transition transition it was so yes. sick I tried one I couldn't get it but um what was that experience oh, like that that whole moment in time oh my word I'm gonna be really honest that was like I think the most um controversial time of my content creation like life mm. uh, because I made that trend I literally I was sitting by my uncle's house and I was thinking of like oh it would be cool if I could like do some like new videos and then I think of this hat transition thing and thinking of like we can make it look like I'm on a roller coaster or like it's an infinity something mm. so I had like a few friends in like a whatsapp group like me and two or three other friends and I was like look I'm thinking of doing a, a transition video it's a new transition that I haven't seen on the app before. I want to see if it will like trend. I think it might do really well. What can we like name this thing? And then I gave them like a few options and they were like, no, not this one, this one, this one. Um, so I gave them, it was infinity transition. It was roller coaster transition. It was roller coaster hat. It was hat tricks. It was, there was a few names. They were like, no, nah, infinity transition sounds like the one. So yeah. I posted it put infinity transition I was like let's make this trend friends it was like me and four friends let's make this trend <laughs> I think it was um Art of Styles was also in there she was like no this is gonna trend friend um and then they, we put it up and it was in the time that um it was before it was before TikTok became that came about it was when it was still musically so we still had like mm -hmm. crowns and stuff so um, they were like, yeah, if you put that trend on, they're going to crown you immediately. Like, I can tell you this. I'm like, okay, let's do it. Let's do it. So I put it on. And um, the, the trend itself was actually stolen twice. Mm -hmm. <laughs> it was first taken by an, a UK creator that was really big on the app that had like a few millions. Mm -hmm. And he was basically taking credit for the entire trend. And I was like, what's going on? And then the next thing I know... Um, it was Indonesia, TikTok, TikTok Indonesia. They're very big with transitions. They took the train and made it a Indonesian trend. Mm. 
mm. but they still haven't credited me. So it was this massive like thing that all my friends that obviously is in transitions were tagging me in all of those videos. Mm. So like all my international <clears throat> and local friends were tagging me in that because um, they all also jumped on to help out like with the trending. And then we finally got to TikTok and TikTok South Africa has no like power over like any of the other TikToks, but they did take it yeah. to global. They did take it to global and then like after a month of a trending, because it trended for like quite a few months. Mm. After a month of a trending, they finally gave like credit back to me globally. So I was very happy for that. But I was like, it's so it's so sad that you have to like fight Mm-mm. for like your own like intellectual property or like ideas and stuff yeah. to be recognized, especially as a local like in yeah. South Africa, compared to if you're making a trend internationally. Mm. So I think that was also it was a happy, sad moment. It was cool because mm. I made it a trend. It was sad because I had to really fight for myself and a few other local creators for trends that they've created as well that were taken. Um, but it was nice because it was a turning point for South African creators to actually get credit for the work that they create. Definitely. And I think that also kind of, I'm not sure, but just from my experience, it was kind of that moment like, TikTok South African creators like we're a thing we're a community we are here type of thing you know because we had always been doing these international trends that we see overseas but this was one of the first instances where we have this trend is coming from South Africa you know and kind of yeah starts this little ball you know Um, yes which is really cool Like we had to be like, you know, that South Africans are also creative. We can yeah. also create things, you yes. know, that goes global. Yes. So it's nice to actually like have like a few of the people that has made original trending content to get mm. the credit that they deserve. Mm. You know, since you have been in this like content creation game for quite a while, you know, at what point did you realize, wait, man, this is not just like fun and games anymore. I see this, you know, creativity that I'm putting online I see it's going somewhere at what point you know did you realize this is a thing (laughs) I think it was when I got my first um international job for social media um and my first my first job was an international job so when I was Mm. getting like the first one I was like oh okay cool they do things like this and then the second one and the third one Mm. um when I was started working with big brands I was like okay no this is actually happening like I've always taken my content creation like seriously fun Mm. and then when I started getting work I'm like okay I need to actually take it like seriously seriously fun you know so like still have fun but also just like be a bit more serious and a bit more um, precise as to what I want to do and how I want to do it and like how I want my content to look Mm. so even though I was already like a perfectionist in that sense I knew that I had to up my game with quality and the type of content I make Mm. and make it much more well-rounded than just like putting anything out on social media so yeah I started focusing more on like actually prepping my content from then to make more sense for myself as a brand than just like I'm putting videos on social media um but I think that was also in 2016 I'm not gonna lie it was I think the end mid to end of 2016 Mm. because I started getting quite a bit of work from international brands and then TikTok kind of um came in and they caught on that I was getting more international work than local mm-hmm. and they started pushing my local my local side of my brand as well that's actually crazy because you said you know this was back in 2016 um and compared to now now it's a little bit hard to just get those international deals as you know because I feel like okay now finally South Africa started to kind of catch on and us yeah. African creators can actually pick up the the local work a lot easier. Um, yep, this is it's different, but it's it's a good thing. It's a good thing. It makes it a yeah. little easier. I think it's also much more. It's much more difficult getting international work because um, since Musically became TikTok, they've kind mm. of focused the each region has like their own little TikTok mm. group. If that makes sense, like you mm. have uh, TikTok South Africa, and then you have TikTok say North. Africa or sub-Saharan Africa you have America you have USA you have Australia they all like bunched into their own countries and their focus is to push to the locals before it goes international International, so a lot of the international brands don't see you because they're seeing their locals first and then hopefully if you break past the local barrier and get to international then you get more international work now but when it was still musically going into tiktok Mm. that time it was still very like free for all you could be anywhere at any time 
Yeah. And that's why it's so difficult now to get some international work. International work. And just, you know, from your experience, like what's the differences when you see when you're working with like an international brand type of thing compared to like your local type of collabs? Is there a difference or not really? Um, I guess it depends on the PR company that you're working with. Mm. Um, some of them are like really like open. And then some of them are really slow as well. And some of them are like well-versed, like well-planned. Uh, some of them are very last minute. Uh, international brands are very fast. I can okay. tell you that. I think it's just a South African thing. South Africa is just really slow <laughs> with everything. <laughs> I feel like it's just a South African thing. For international brands, they are fast. They will tell you this week. They'll tell you in advance firstly, like, okay, we need this, 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 and this by next week. Next week comes, you send it the next day you're posting. South mm-hmm. Africa... I tell you today, okay, we need content, blah, 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 for next week. You have it next week. You're posting it in a month's time from now. Yeah, some, yeah. Of, those, some of those collabs are very, like, <laughs> slow. But it's, I think it's because um, South Africa is still trying to get into a lot of the, pros, the processes of how things work. So it is taking a bit longer for us compared to, like, international brands because they have been working with content creators for the longest time, so they know how they want to do it. Mm-hmm. Can I just say, you know, from my side being within the beauty type of niche, we still have this thing where your South African beauty companies, they tend to go towards the Instagrammers and things because they still see that as more of an established community than TikTok. That's because TikTok is still still new. If you Mm -hmm. look at the years that TikTok's around compared to the years that Instagram has been around, Mm -hmm. it's still quite a new platform. But I think that they're valuing TikTok more if your Instagram numbers are higher. Because they know that Instagram Mm -hmm. is a much more difficult platform to grow on. Yo, Instagram Mm -hmm. is rough. Oh, for me, it's rough. (laughs) Instagram and YouTube, it's like, okay. Yo, what is this? Yeah. yeah i feel I, like tiktok sometimes is like too easy also it's like you you grow so quickly that you, yeah. you don't really like grow if that makes sense like you don't grow mm. into the industry you just fall into it and then you must like try to find your feet and make things happen you know what I mean? yeah i but it's a learning experience eh? <laughs> it's a learning yeah experience. it is i think that's why i'm really glad that i started on youtube because that struggle mm. kind of humbled me to work harder Mm-mm. So I will work and I'll understand like the process of processes of how things happen um, without getting like the shock. If I do get like this growth spurt, Mm-mm. I don't like fall into the shock of, oh my goodness, what do I do now? Because yeah. I notice it's a lot of like creators and influencers that grow so fast. And a lot of them are my friends that end up coming to me and being like, so question, we know you've been in this for like the longest time. How do mm-hmm. we do this? How do we work with this? How do we go about doing certain things? Which is cool but also sad because um i i want every creator to know how to handle themselves and how to Mm. go through like processes of processes of how to get work create work manage your admin manage things we don't get taught that so you kind of figure it out as you go Go. but things happen so fast on tiktok that it's like there's no Mm. time you just need to know what's happening and then you don't know if brands are taking advantage of you or not you don't know what your worth is so I want to get those things out there so that creators can kind of like figure out what it is that they need to be charging, what Mm. their worth is, what is right and wrong within industries that they need to like take note of so that they don't get used and abused. Because that happens a lot, especially for newer creators. Definitely. And if you think about it, it's not just a one person problem. It's a community type of thing, you know, because when one creator you know, knows their worth and knows the industry and how to tackle it properly. Um, it kind of helps the whole community stand together to 100% this industry of, you know, um, getting work through creativity type of thing. So, yeah. Yeah. And brands talk, okay. Brands really talk. If one creator yeah. has like 10 million followers is charging like 200 bucks and then yeah. you have someone with 10K followers charging yeah. like 2000 bucks. Yeah. They're going to be like, you know what? We'll rather take the person with with more followers that's charging us less because like they mm. don't actually know what what they worth, mm. and then they end up paying every other creator that value is set for them. Like they're trying to underpay those creators, and then the entire community fails at the end mm. of the day because now we're struggling to make an income as a content creator because yeah. not everyone's on the same page. page. Like this is your value. <laughs> this is how much you should be charging. Mm. 
so yeah, it is a difficult thing, but I mean, there is things on the internet to assist with that. It just people don't know about it. So I'm not trying to be like, you know, mm. go look at these websites, yeah, but do yeah. your research, get your worth, you know? Yes. You need to, you need to set it. And, and we're very kind people. South Africans are very nice. Mm. They're too scared to charge, but then they forget about the lawyers and the doctors and the, everyone else that has been studying for years has charged yes. their worth. So why can't yes. we also charge our worth for the years yeah. that we studied? or in the industry, industry. or the hard work that we put in, mm. the expenses we have to use to actually get the content to look That's good for thing. those clients. Like we don't take that into consideration. Mm. And um, now that you mentioned that as well, you know, when you see a creator and you see their videos, um, and even if you're doing a sponsor type of video, it's not just whatever is in that video that you're paying for. It's this person's continuous content creation and account what expenses mm-hmm. do they have to constantly, you know, put to get their content like that, to bring in that audience, to maintain that audience type of thing? Um, exactly. And you're yeah. a brand as well, yourself. You mm. are a brand. Yeah. So you are advertising another brand on top of your brand. Mm. So if I'm, if I'm advertising Pikachu, it's not just Pikachu I'm showing. I'm showing Pikachu and myself yes. and you're in one collaboration together. Plus, Pikachu's getting sales after I've finished posting my content and I'm just getting paid mm. a set salary for posting that, that thing. One, so yeah. what is the value of constant income to one post? Like we end up getting this much and the company or the brands get sales continuously because they're actually taking the hard work that you've created and the following that you've created to become their forever clients. Mm. They're not paying you for forever. They're paying yeah. you for your one post. Once. Yeah. So just keep that in mind. Yeah. But, you know, coming back to the actual, like, content creation part, what would you say is your favorite part of the process? Recording the videos. Yes. I like the planning <laughs> and the recording. The yeah. editing, however, takes forever. Oh, my goodness. That's the one thing I was like, if it comes to editing and admin, like I love editing. I absolutely love it. Mm-mm. The only thing I don't love about editing is the amount of time it takes oh, because there's so many things happening at the moment. Like I've also decided to not be scared and go into like my Twitch streaming and gaming side of life because that always used to be like just in the private side. Like if friends mm-hmm. come over, I'll play some games with them. But now that I've like officially gone into streaming, I have to now also take time out like four hours to stream. So mm-hmm. it's like, yeah, editing, editing is, I love it, but I don't <laughs> have a lot of things. I don't. But creating the content and yeah. streaming, streaming and because I'm playing games while I'm streaming, so it's always fun. Streaming, creating the content while I'm dancing, like those things I love. And planning, prepping and planning client content because I like getting creative with it, like seeing mm. how I can do it differently to like, what the, sticking to the brief but also making it a little bit more me yeah um it's like doing a thing but changing it a little bit i like doing that so the prepping the shooting the creating of the content yeah, yeah. i enjoy i might just need to get an editor because yo, oh, it takes yeah. too long <laughs> and for me a I, little bit long i hate making youtube thumbnails I don't know why. I just hate making YouTube thumbnails. I don't know. I haven't posted. I have so many videos lined up that I had to edit for YouTube that I have not edited yet. Thumbnails that I have not even thought of yet. I'm just like, I'm going to leave this. If it was supposed to be for this year. I'll leave this for next year. I'll, I'll, re, I'll reboot my YouTube channel next year. I'll, I'll do shorts the long so that my long videos can get the traction once my shorts are like, okay, I'm back on YouTube. You know what I mean? Yeah, so yeah, yeah. YouTube shorts is, is helping me currently to keep my YouTube afloat at the moment yeah. and active. So that once I start posting my normal videos and content, mm-hmm. then at least I know. It's, you know? it's active. It's an active account. It's active. There's some engagement yeah. going there. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. <sighs> but yeah, YouTube shorts is also a new thing. I haven't really delved into it yet. I've been recycling some of my content into YouTube shorts, but I haven't. Yeah sat down to really take a look at it almost like the instagram reels thing i've started just kind of getting the hang of instagram yeah. reels <sighs> instagram for me is just like i'm so used to posting my pictures that i forget to post my reels on there you know the videos so I'm like are... yeah when i when i remember i was like oh yeah i can actually like post one of these tiktoks on the instagram as yeah. well and then i just yeah. post it and i'm like i forgot to do that and then i forget that reels and um, YouTube shorts are like the new things. Like we need to, as content creators, actually hop onto those things. Me, yes. I forget. 
Oh no, there's same. so much things happening. I there's forget. so much things. And then you, you know, you have your one like main platform that you kind of like, you know, you're putting your heart and soul into. So that's why I think it's so easy to forget like, Hey, but there's all these other platforms you need to link and you know cross pollinate yeah 100 <laughs> but that's why that's why i also don't like you know back in the day i used to like focus on i need to post a video a day or i need to post two videos a day or i need to post something every day like right now i'm like i would rather post less and post quality then mm-hmm. post more and just post for the sake of posting yeah because I feel like you lose you kind of lose your authenticity if you just like keep posting for the sake of posting and then mm. you also lose yourself and your time and where your focuses should be on like I there was a time when I used to post <clears throat> every single day three times a day it was very stressful on my system on my body I lost a lot of weight I was like sick mm. um, I didn't spend a lot of time with my family I didn't see a lot of my friends um and this year I was like you know what I'm just gonna stop that I'm gonna post when I feel like I am ready to post I'm also not gonna force myself to make content because that's not what I want to do I want to make what I love creating Mm. um and now I'm just like you know what as long as I post in the week like at least once or twice a week Mm. on each platform as long and my I just want my mental health to be good I want my physical health to be good I want to spend time with the people that I love because if social media and the internet dies tomorrow they're Mm. the only people I have left and myself so as long as I can look after myself while doing what I love that's like my main focus now I feel like chasing like all the uploads is just Mm -mm. it can be stressful on someone especially when you're like working a nine-to-five for some or have a family to look after like there's other things in life that we also should consider you know, I feel like what you're saying is so true. And I feel like people who start out with content creation don't realize that because it's so yeah. easy to get caught up in the views, the likes, the follows mm. that you, it's almost like a drug where you're like, I need to yes. post, I need to post, I need to post because I need to get those views. I need to get those, that interaction, that type of thing. And if I stop, my account is going to die type of yeah, 100%. Um, mentality. And, you know, in the long term, like you mentioned, it's really not good on your mental health. Eh? And at the Mm-mm. end of the day, it's going to affect your actual content. Yeah. And it's like also you'll notice that there's changes in creators because of things like that. That is why I've also like shifted away because I'm like, I don't want to be that creator that is so fixated on my social medias and like making sure that I'm posting all the time, making sure that I'm looking at numbers, that it changes the person. You know what I mean? I don't want to change because social media is making me a social media cop. (laughs) I don't want to be engulfed or like sucked into that life. So I take, I purposefully take time away from social media. Mm-hmm. And a, a lot of, a lot of my people on TikTok is like, you know, you don't stream as much. Like you don't go live. You don't post every day. We're missing your content. But it's also like as much as I want to post for them and look after them and help them with yeah. their day and make them smile for the day. I need to do the same thing for myself. Yes. And I'm not going to sacrifice my, my health, yeah. my mental health, my self-worth just so that there's something on social media mm. you know what I mean so, I yeah forget you. um now you know thinking back on it as well like when I first joined the platform and stuff I know I you know always used to see like your dance videos and things and even now still a bit of dance but I know you have started you know venturing into new content which I will speak about just now but um coming yes. back to your dance like what's your process when it comes to uh, you know your um choreography um especially since I'm not a dancer at all like how <laughs> was the process like how do you just there's moves and they're, they're amazing how how does that happen I can't even follow a dance routine <laughs> but yeah you are making them up choreographing them yourself um what's been your process with that I it's, it's a thing that's also like come come from like a while back I, I, like, I can't tell you like there's a set process like I'm gonna sit down write down like it, mm-hmm. it doesn't happen like that to be honest I always um when I was younger I used to just watch videos so when it comes to like dance videos or trends mm-hmm. um it's easier for me because back in the day I used to watch like music videos movies like anything with dancing mm-hmm. and then just replicate it like my eyes can do like this thing of like seeing a dance routine mm-hmm. okay cool that's what you do and then I do it it's like mm-hmm. it's almost like it's like goes in here and comes out my limbs it's one of those type of yeah. one of those type of things so I'm I'm very good at like watching a dance piece and learning it quickly 
but also I love creating dances. So when it comes to like dancing in um, me choreographing, it's different because it depends on like what I'm feeling in that time, what it, mm. what the music's like telling me to do, which sounds really weird. I am a music whisperer now. <laughs> um, it depends on what like the music is like making my body feel <clears throat> like moving which way. So if like there's like certain words or certain beats or certain nuances in the song, um, different tempos, like those are the different things that my body or my ears pick up on because I have a, a very musically inclined family. They're mm -hmm. all like, Either, like my dad's playing saxophone I used to play the drums my uncle plays guitar and like piano my brother-in-law also is a musician oh, wow. so like I've I've been I've been growing up within like musicalities and like people just in a band playing music mm -hmm. singing doing all these things so like my my brain picks up on all these different things and mm -hmm. that kind of like <clears throat> inspires what dance moves or how I do certain dance moves but putting it on TikTok it's difficult because apparently what's easy for me is not easy for others. So I'm trying to like, <laughs> I'm trying to make my dances as easy as possible. Uh, yeah. And then I like teach someone else. They're like, no, it's easy. And then I put it on TikTok and they're like, yeah, we can't do this. So it's, 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 it's kind of a process for me trying to make my dances yeah. easy. Easy, yeah. I feel like because I'm a dance teacher, I have so much faith in everyone that they can just do it. Because <laughs> I've taught people that did not know how to keep a rhythm, how to keep rhythm. So for me, like, if I can do this, you can yeah. do this, I will teach you. And then it ends up being too difficult to actually become a dance student <laughs> on TikTok. So like, yeah. that process, I'm still trying to navigate on how to do it for TikTok. But for myself, it all depends mm. on what I'm feeling, what the music is trying to tell me. And then I just go with, like, whatever my body wants to do, I do it. Mm. You know, I kind of, I relate to that in a, in a way. So like with makeup, you know, I love doing creative makeup looks. I find your normal, yes. like full glam type of things a little bit boring for me and my content, even though mm -hmm. sometimes it's what people want to see because it's easy to replicate. But for me, I'm exactly. like, I want to do the crazy things. Um, but then I also come to realize I'm like, sometimes people just want to watch you know, they want to watch and enjoy um, and they won't actually try it. So that's where, that's like when I, me. that's when I realized I'm just going to do what I find fun and the yes. audience that enjoys watching it, they can enjoy watching it. Sandy, I'm telling you, there's a, there's a video on my YouTube channel that I have not taken down yet because I really want to take down all my embarrassing videos because my word, me talking to myself is horrible. Um, there's a video of me trying to do my makeup um, with one of my friends' YouTube videos, Kimlin Sysum, I did a makeup tutorial with her before I had to go out. I did not have any of the makeup things that I needed because I'm very bad at makeup in the first place and I don't own much. Um, and I only had like nail art glitter. <laughs> so instead of using eyeshadow glitter as I was supposed to, I put nail glitter on my eyes. And did it stay? No. Pretty <laughs> embarrassing. Please watch it before I decide to remove it. That it should not be trending. Wait, wait, wait a minute! Should not be trending. Did you put the glitter on without glue? Yeah. <laughs> I use like concealer, and I put it on. I'm like, I mean, I won't put it in all the way. I'll just like. Yeah. Now I know. I know what I'm going to be doing after this. Not what. You're going to die laughing. I promise you. You're just going to be like, shame. Kelly, you can do a lot of things, but makeup is not one of them. <laughs> like, what can you not do, Kelly? Makeup? Makeup. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Don't ever ask me to do your makeup. If you do, good luck. I won't promise any good outcomes from that. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Goodness. Oh. Not, um... <laughs> <laughs> my cheeks are so sore. No, me too. I've been having such a good time. I'm smiling so much. <laughs> I'm glad. Yes. High five, Pikachu. We did it. Um, but now I actually want to speak about one of like my favorite things that I actually wanted to touch on. And that was your, your new venture into your gaming content. Yes. <laughs> um, I love gaming. Oh, yes. my goodness. You so don't like, understand. So yeah, so I've been following you a while, not to sound like a stalker, but yeah, and I Fine, see your you content. <laughs> okay, social media, I, I'm allowed to, I'm allowed to write. So Yes, you're allowed to. Um, I give you permissions. 
So like, I know you've been, you've been playing uh, games for quite a while and you know, you'll do the streams. I remember you used to do like on TikTok streams before you really mm-hmm. got into the Twitch um, and that type of thing. So that's how I knew, like that was always like a part of your personality type of thing. And even me, I enjoy um, gaming, but for me, I'm like, uh, I wouldn't go into gaming content creation right now. But yeah. um, for you, what was it that, you know, made you, decide that wait I want to take this hobby of mine and I want to you know turn it into content is it something that you low-key always wanted to do for a while but you just um you never thought that okay it was something you could maybe really get into content wise or was it something that you developed later on you were like I want to move into this thing that I've always had a love for um yeah so this is a very long, everything happened, I swear, everything happened when I was a kid, this is all like unfolded like now, I think it's also because like financially I couldn't do much when I was younger, of course, mm-hmm. um, but so back in the day, I used to own that Sega stations, that little cartridge game thing oh, that I used too. to play all the time, yes. you know, <laughs> the vibes, the Penguin game, some Mario, you know, oh, all those yes. things. Um, so I used to own that. I used to have a PlayStation as well. But since I got my PlayStation One, like mm. you know, back in the day, the, also the had one. Also had a PlayStation One. one. Yes. So why does it actually takes like this that you put your laptop and you close? And I had a whole flip folder full of those discs. Exactly. Oh my goodness. Vibes. The generation of this year might not know what discs are, but those are things that you used to play music and games from. You know, those things that spin. It's not a record, but it's close. Um, yeah, I, I always loved playing games. Like if you were not in my close circle of friends, you would never know. You would never know. Unless we're going out to like someone's house and they have a PlayStation or they have an Xbox or they have a something. Like I was always a console gamer type of girl. Um, and there was one thing that I loved playing most and that was Tekken. And I've always wanted to be like competing in like, gaming type of competitions and stuff i didn't know that it was called esports or whatever Mm. um because back then they didn't have like esports they were just like we're having tournaments and then whoever comes comes and then obviously esports developed somehow from there Um, but it was always like an international thing i never knew that they had something like that locally so i never bothered um trying to pursue that type of career because i didn't know it was a thing but i was like one day if i can be in an esports scene that'll be dope but like it's probably never gonna happen because i'm in south africa like i had that type of like mindset about that um, and I also didn't know it was something that I could do in content creation when I started so I would just like play with my cousins play with my friends um, obviously when I got older um, we had like a little situation where they broke into our house and they stole all my gaming consoles and oh. everything they even mm. stole the tv so I couldn't play games <laughs> for such a long time so I ended up just like visiting people to game with them um, and then I got a mobile and I found out that they have the games that I want to play on mobile. So like I started mm. playing Among Us, started playing Fortnite, started playing a few games on mobile. Um, played with some of our TikTok friends as well. We were streaming on TikTok. Um, did a whole stream, as you mentioned, last, last Christmas. I started on TikTok. But that's because I was like, it's something that I've always wanted to do. Mm. But I was too scared to do it because people don't know me as someone that plays games on yeah. social media. So I kind of was a little bit scared of being judged for trying to just do mm. stuff, even though I'm not like the most amazing like gamer. Um, I thought I was going to be judged for just like gaming in general and get mm. bashed and stuff. Because I always, um, I had friends in the gaming scene and I've always been told that the gaming scene is really toxic and I don't like drama. So I will stay away from drama as much as I can. Um, so yeah, mm. I was just too scared to to get into it, but I absolutely love gaming for like, I just wanted to go to like Comic Cons, all those things. I mean, YouTube introduced me to Comic Con. YouTube in um, 2017, they asked me to talk on the panel about YouTube and content creation at Comic Con. Mm -hmm. And then there I met like my boyfriend's cousin. He's also like amazing with gaming and stuff. So I used to go with my boyfriend to his place. We used to game and stuff. And then he told me about like streaming and all those things. But I also had a friend, his name is Grant Hines. Um, oh yes like I how, know you I like how I said had I still have a um, friend yeah. <laughs> um, he was into like the tech and gaming things mm-hmm. and he was gaming and during lockdown um, <clears throat> we had a little chat uh, on a podcast as well 
Um, and he was on the same panel as me talking about content creation. I was talking about TikTok, someone else was talking about YouTube, and he was talking about gaming and streaming on Twitch. And I told him, this is something that I've been wanting to do for the longest time. Um, maybe I'll look into it because at the same time that I was giving information about how to be a content creation on a short like video platform, he was giving the information that I wanted to hear about becoming a streamer. Um, and then, because we met like years back with our first YouTube meetup, I think it was like in 2013 or I can't remember, uh, 2013 or 2012, I can't recall, but it was back when I was at university that we met before he had his pink and yellow hair. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so like we kind of like reconnected, we went for coffee, had chats, uh, spoke about gaming, spoke about what I want to do. Um, I said, I don't want to do anything competitive right now. I love just like having fun, enjoying the games chatting to like my people, chatting to the community, making like really great relationships with like gaming because it can bring a lot of people together. And then he told me I should maybe just try out streaming on Twitch and see how it goes. I did it with my Mac. It was horrible because streaming on Mac is not recommended. I promise you, please don't do it. Um, and then, yeah, it became like, it became so cool because I've discovered that a lot of my friends that I've made in content creation on mm. YouTube specifically where I started are now in the streaming like on Twitch gaming community. So I reconnected with Rusty Pie Lover, reconnected with my friend Heinrich. I mean, I've always been friends with my friend Heinrich, but like I reconnected with his gaming and his Twitch streaming side of things. And he's helped me quite a lot as well with my streams. Mm. And then just... I started gaming on, on Twitch, started streaming, started like making it known that it's something that I do want to do. It's something that I've been doing for a while, something that I speak about quite often, made a lot of friends in streams. When I couldn't stream, I would join their streams and like support them, help them with their viewership. Because Everyone in the stream community, we're just trying to help each other grow, which yeah. is what my passion is. Like, I want to be around people that we can kind of like reciprocate. We can, mm. if I'm going to help you grow, you're growing with me. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, if we can do that, if you're with me, you're growing with me. There's no other way about it. You're not going to be my friend. You're not going to be in my community if we're not growing together. Like, mm. that's how we do it. Um, so I made a lot of friends. I made a lot of new connections. I've met a lot of new people as well. And what I've heard about the gaming community before was completely different when I was in it. Like, it was like, I've heard so much negativity <laughs> around it, but I'm yeah. getting so much more positivity from this community than any community I've ever been with. Like oh, wow. with the YouTube community, with the TikTok community, it doesn't compare to a mm. how close-knit and how supportive the gaming community is. And mm. everyone is completely different. Like there's no person that is exactly the same as another person. Everyone has their own personalities. Everyone, like they embrace themselves. They're not trying mm. to fit in. They're not trying to be the same as someone else. They're just them. And I fell in love with that. Um, and then I was picked up by DNMK esports team. Yeah. And now I have a full like gaming setup, something that I probably would never be able to afford. Just like chilling here. <laughs> thanks to them. Thanks to Predator, um, Predator Gaming. And now I'm streaming like, I would say full time. Not every day, but I do take it quite seriously as a full-time thing because it's something that I love doing and I want to put as much effort into this as I do with anything else. Mm. Um, so it's it's really cool how quickly, like as soon as I said, okay, this is something I really want to do yeah. and I put my, my mind to it, um, things happen really quickly. When I say quickly, I don't mean like within seconds. I mean like mm. within like a year. Yeah. Um, and a year is quite long, but it's quite quick. If you it's also about quite it, quick. Like yeah. Yeah. So as long as it felt for me in the process of getting into my gaming side of mm. like putting it out in social media and like enjoying it in public, if you can put it that way, mm -mm. it was the best experience I've ever had so far. Like I'm doing like fun tournaments for like client work. I'm getting client work in gaming. Like This is weird. Um, and I just started. So for me, yeah. it's like what? And the fact that the gaming community values me before I even show them what I could offer them was a little bit emotional because <laughs> mm. uh, you don't you don't get that recognition anywhere else or at least I can <clears throat> say for a fact that even though I do get the recognition for like things that I do I've never felt as appreciated as I do in the gaming scene I haven't felt as appreciated as I do on the twitch stream like I can tell you this with a fact I have like 400 and something people following me on twitch it's not a lot of people but the amount of love and support and recognition and 
yeah. the value that they see in me, mm. regardless of how little people are following me, is what I appreciate the most. Like it has, it has absolutely be, me being me on Twitch and gaming and having fun and like building my community there has absolutely nothing to do with how much followers I have, and I love that about it. It's just yeah. like a, a a fresh, a breath of fresh air for me. So. Yeah. I I I am enjoying Twitch much more than I've been enjoying. I've been, I've been enjoying everything, but mm-hmm. Twitch I've been enjoying the most. The most, yeah. It's just like so transparent. You can be yourself. You can have five followers, five thousand followers, five million followers, and people treat mm. you exactly the same. And I love that. I can imagine it must also be a little bit of a fresh start for you, you know, after being on all those other platforms for so long and you build up that audience, you build up that image, but now you're getting that fresh start again, that feeling you get, mm. you got in the beginning when you started those other yes. platforms type of thing, yes. um, which is amazing. And you know what can I also say, I, I know what you're speaking about when you say like the gaming community or even if you narrow it down south african gaming community um is really supportive because what i actually did was i have my main account i do like beauty fashion type of things but then i made a second account and i i told myself i was gonna post like vlogs and things there but i absolutely love um this game called genshin impact I don't know if you... I've heard so much about this game. I haven't tried it yet. I need to. Love it. Um, it's a type of open world action RPG. And I love that style oh. of game. First person yes. shooters make me a little nervous. And you know, some people, they have first person yeah. shooter games and then they're not. And for me, it's not, it's not for me. I like more than just chill vibes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I love Genshin Impact. So my second account that I made, I ended up posting like Genshin Impact content. So, but like I would make memes about the game and like just, you know, um, yeah. fun. And I'll show people like my characters or like that type of thing. And I was so surprised at the interaction yeah. that I was getting on those videos. It was to me, it felt more meaningful than the interactions I was getting on my main account. And on my yeah. second account... Wait, what is your second account, dude? No, no, no. No, I'm not going to tell you. I'm not going to tell us. We all want to follow you. We all oh. want to follow you. Tell us. Oh. Shameless plug. Okay, it's Sandy's spam stuff. <laughs> Sandy's spam, spam stuff. stuff. Oh my gosh. But anyways, so I ended up making like Genshin Impact type of videos and I was like, Look at me making gaming type of videos. What Look is at you But yeah. Oh. I was so shocked. I love that. I was so shocked at how invested people are can be, you know, when you're like playing a game and your experiences and things. And I was really was taken aback. Um, mm-hmm. So I really get what you mean. It's, it's really a breath of fresh air coming from your normal type of content creation if yes. I could say you know maybe dance maybe beauty maybe fashion it's very different but a good different um, yeah why don't you start streaming on twitch friend hey for me as well I need I'll need the new pc I will need the okay new PC, okay you know I mean at least like start somewhere even if it means you're starting a new phone just yeah. like start I started on my mac it sucked but it kind of worked for a few months before it broke down um, but then I, I got here so you never know maybe you could have the same story as me of like starting <laughs> with a really setup, and then someone just ends up sponsoring you with the pc that you need I don't know yeah. you never know you never and I also think like hearing you know you speak about how everything unfolded um I really believe like what's meant to be will be and I think for you 100%. this was meant to be like it's just proof that this was the new direction you needed to go and the signs yeah. just present themselves as well so you know like 100 this, this is the right direction i'm going in um yeah but i mean i'm gonna i'm gonna speak on your content as well you know when you said when you posted like your genshin impact content and you got like mm. a little bit more interaction and like feedback from it i've been experiencing the same thing like when i'm making like dance videos in front of like my pc setup people's like mm. oh goodness today then they're mm. like coming over to my twitch and they're like we want to see your gaming content. I'm mm. almost so scared to post my gaming content on TikTok, but I don't want it to like mix too much. Yeah. But I do want it to be implemented in like my TikTok side of things. But I don't want it to take over because I want people to be engaged with like my Twitch side and come over and actually like come and talk to me. Like that's what mm-hmm. I want. I'm like, come game with me, come talk with me. But I've noticed that it's a massive surge of interest 
mm. the minute we started posting like our gaming content or our other interests other than like our makeup and our dancing and stuff and it's really cool that there's so many people that are interested interested in, in it and you yeah. can put your makeup you can put your makeup and your Genshin impact things in one, one. and it makes sense yes. I switch I twitch stream a game and then I'm dancing while I'm gaming. So it kind of oh, makes sense. Like yeah. just to bring it both in. You know what I mean? And I actually started like um, cosplaying recently and I like dressed up as one of the Genshin Impact gaming characters. And that was a fun experience I, I as well. You know, I see. Oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> I'm Bagel. I'm watching you. You're looking cute though. <laughs> but that was a fun experience as well to bring the two worlds together and I think that also like brings across our uniqueness especially in South Africa I feel like we don't have a lot of South Africans you know doing these things you know like mixing you know different what? things is, with gaming there is just, so many people yeah. doing it and I've only just recently discovered discover that them yeah yeah so I need to like chat to you about this when we're done with this podcast yeah. because guys things are gonna happen we Ooh. look when, whenever you come to cape town yeah can we please do some cosplay to, together because I, I need to learn and you know i yeah. suck at putting glitter on my yes. eyes <laughs> which games do you play by the way like let us all know because so, i do like variety streaming so whatever mm. happens happens but i've been playing tekken of course okay. i've been playing and i mean you guys know that i've played among us Mm. I play crab games. I'm currently learning how to play Apex and Valorant. And oh. I feel like Valorant <clears throat> might be my game. I it's wanted to start. My game. I really wanted to start playing Valorant because of their new character chamber. Oh my <laughs> goodness. Can I tell you, you would be so freaking awesome as cosplaying as any of the Valorant char- characters. Please. Really? Should I look you, into it? Because I've been you thinking actually about do, like, it. Sage. You hmm. could do Sage. Oh my goodness, you could do Sage, you could do Jet. Jet is like one of my favorite characters. And then there's this other chick that has like the haircut that you have, like this yeah. cool bob. And then she has like this mask. And I can't remember what her name is, but she is cool. And I think you should cosplay her. I need to look into that. I need to look mm-hmm. at that. Oh, but I need to start playing the game as well. I really, because I've, I've look, been so interested, but I just never started. I'll tell you what. Get the game, firstly. When I stream, you will play with me because I just learned how to play the game like yesterday. So I've only played the game once. Oh, okay, okay. So we can start learning together because one of our teammates from DNMK, um, Androva, she's like one of my favorites. She's my sister in, in DNMK. She's teaching me and why Candice, who's one of her friends as well at streams, they're teaching me how to play Valorant. And they've taught me quite well because I've got quite a few headshots and I'm very surprised. Okay. So get it. And we can play together and we can uh, learn together and we can die together. Like we can, we can die together. <laughs> no, I'm, gr- I'm really good at dying. <laughs> so we can do that. I'm a pro. A pro no. <laughs> no, same. Oh, first person shooters. Oh, and me. Mm. But anyways, it's, it is fun. Like once I get into it, I need to get into it first. And then, yes. then you know. Bye. No, 100%. After this interview, I'm streaming and I'm playing Valorant. Chad Jones is coming to visit as well. So we're probably going to, I'm going to get him hooked onto it as well. Oh, yes. He's coming down to Cape Town. I met him in Joburg. Yes. For that the shoot. shooting. Yes. It was yes. actually my first time meeting him. Wow. No, he's a sweetheart. He's like one of my, if, if I can say this, he's one of my best TikTok friends. Like mm. whenever he comes to Cape Town, we're always getting together. We mm. are food buddies. We see oh, yes. each other recipes yes. we send each other like our food after we make it and then when, when he's in cape town we end up going to eat out together i like, know he's the one that he loves food he lo- i thought i loved we- food until i made <laughs> no 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 anyone can say they love food but nobody and i'm telling you this from experience of everyone that i have met nobody loves food as much as chad loves food we will go out to eat he will order three mains for himself <laughs> and a starter and dessert yes Chad is the winner. Chad is the winner. I'm telling you, no one can do that. Oh goodness! And I still, and I met him. I was still like, Chad, do you do you go to the gym a lot? Because I was like, how is he eating so well? And I was like, no, he goes for jogs. He jogs a lot. Yep, he jogs a lot. I mean, he does martial arts as well. So I'm guessing like that also. And he dances quite often. But he's jogging. He's like, yeah, Kelly, I did so many steps today. I'm like, I did five. That's what I did today. <laughs> five steps and a dance move. How about that? <laughs> no, he's cool. I love him too much. He's like my favorite. So, wow. I feel like we went off topic 
a lot that's for a fine. Time. but it's fine <laughs> you said i must talk and i told you that's the worst thing to ask because i talk a lot so something else i wanted to touch on was you know you've also featured um in some really cool motion pictures like bring it on um Yay. And Sophia Grace and Rosie's Royal Adventure. What was it like being on set, you know, for these motion pictures? Um, I was actually very nervous. The first film that I was on was House Party 5, which is not spoken about a lot because, you know, there was three house parties that was great. And then they made house parties without kid and play. So it, it kind of didn't make sense, <laughs> but we did it anyway. Um, but that was actually the spark of me being in film and my love of content creation actually making much more sense mm -hmm. was from that first film. I was actually um, booked for the supporting actors role, but I couldn't make the last week of shoot. So I just asked them if I can just be in the dance crew instead, uh -huh. um, which I, anyway, I got the part, but I still went and auditioned for it because I just, I wanted it to be fair. Um, so I went and auditioned for that. And then I did Sophia Gross and Sophia Grace and Rose's Royal Adventures after that without really auditioning because the director of the first film I was in was directing the second film um, and they remembered my work ethic and they remembered like how I worked and danced and just like how I am on set and I literally recorded because I missed auditions because I had exams I was at university and I had to write an exam so I missed the initial audition I went home recorded a dance audition video for them burnt it onto a cd back in the day burnt it onto a cd went to the actual production house and i dropped it off i was like can you please give this to the director um wrote his name on there sent it through the director saw my name on the cd he emailed back and said you got the part you are in the film and they didn't even watch it <laughs> <laughs> so I was like, okay, cool. That kind of sparked like a lot of like films that I was in. Most of it was, um, I didn't get a lot of my film work through agencies. I got a direct because of the fact that the directors remembered me from like a lot of things that I did. Mm. Um, and I was quite surprised at the amount of times that I got booked for films because I always saw myself as like um, less than or like not good enough because of like the dance industry in South Africa and in Cape Town specifically. So I never saw myself as like the best or I never saw myself as like good enough because of what other people used to say. But I was quite surprised at every film that I auditioned for, I got the role for, or I booked the jobs basically. So it was so much fun. Bring It On was amazing. Um, we worked with Tony, Tony G, Tony Gonzalez. He's the choreographer for all of the Bring It On films. Um, House Party was amazing. We worked with Chuck Maldonado. He's the choreographer of all the Step Up films. Oh, wow. So... I was, I enjoyed most of, most of the filming processes. I enjoyed the rehearsals because that's like me and my elements learning. I love that. And then mm. when the camera goes on, I'm like, right, let's go. Let's do this. And then I just have so much fun when the right. camera's on. Um, but I, I enjoyed that. I enjoyed um, just how things were done on set. I really enjoyed like the processes of it when we were busy shooting and then we had a break or whatever. I always used to find like the editing trucks that they have outside just to like mm. piece the scenes that we've done together and mm. then see what's missing and check continuity. I would sit in there with the directors and see how they do things. And that's how I learned how to do like my editing things and how I work with my content creation actually. Um, oh, Sophia Grace and Rosie as well was so much fun because we worked, I worked directly with Sophia Grace and with Rosie. Um, and I wasn't just a dance on there, I was a assistant choreographer. So Ooh. I was able to help Alvina with teaching the girls like some dances. Um, we were there when we didn't need to dance because we obviously had to oversee the girls and make sure that they're okay and make sure they remember their stuff. Um, when they dancing, we dancing <laughs> behind the camera so that they remember the moves. It was so cute. It was so much fun. I had, I think I had the most fun on Bring It On and um, Sophia Grace and Rose's Real Adventure. Wow. I had so much fun because I learned so much more than the first film. The first film, I was very nervous and scared and just like sticking to what I need to do. Mm -hmm. um, but the second and third film, everything up after that, it was like, I'm trying to learn more things. I have, okay, let me put it this way. I have more fun on sets or doing things when I can learn something new because okay, I want to yeah. expand on what I can do. So the minute yes. I'm learning something different, I have fun on that set. Mm. So yeah. Even with uh, Maze Runner and with um, Dominion season two, with those things, it was so much fun because then I was like, oh my goodness, now we're doing prosthetics. Mm. Now we're working with like 
firearms. <laughs> now we're doing like these action extras type stunt things. So that was fun for me as well. That's where I met my boyfriend as well on the set of Dominion season two. Oh, he was supposed wow, to do yeah. stunts. He decided, no, I'm going to do action extra work. Um, and I was obviously doing action extra work with my friend Michaela. And then we just like met in passing. We were chummies on set. And then we didn't know. He never asked me to be his girlfriend. So I don't know how we became a couple. But we are seven years later. So I guess it worked out. With our little veins and vampire teeth. and Oh man, that is so cute. <laughs> it was so much fun. I freaking love it. Yeah. And, you know, to anyone else that's, you know, thinking of starting content creating, maybe even going into the movie production scene, um, what advice would you give to anyone? Okay, so I always say, like, know your worth. <laughs> I think I've preached that quite a bit and I don't mm. need to say it again. I think a new tip would be um, watch your work ethic and make mm. sure that it's a standard that you can uphold and that you're being authentic to yourself as well as giving what you need to give for the project that it is that you want to do. Um, a lot of clients, they watch you behind the scenes before they book you. Um, some don't, some just book you and then they find out like how you work on the job and then they might not book you again. So I would say like, just watch your work epic, um, be consistent, like work in advance. Don't leave anything for the last minute. Uh, clients actually remember your work ethic more than your product that you put out there. And then to top it off, make sure your product look good because clients also talk to each other and brands talk to each other and they will tell the next person, yes, definitely hire them. They've done this for us and it looked amazing or no, I haven't actually had the best experience with this person. So yeah, just make sure your work ethic, your quality and your who you are are consistent. That is amazing. That is some good solid points. And um, where can we keep up with you? You know, any new pro um, projects we can, you know, look out for? Please let us know. So new projects, um, most of them have been postponed thanks to COVID, which sucks. So um, most of that's probably going to happen next year. So uh, you'll most likely see me in February next year for Africa Games Week. I'll be speaking on a panel with content creation and diversity in content creation. So you can catch me there. Um, now that I'm in DMK, a lot of things are happening. So that I'll put out as soon as things happen. But there is something that's going to be happening soon. So keep tune to my instagram yeah <laughs> um yeah there's quite a bit of things happening but most have been postponed next year so i guess mm -hmm. we'll have to just wait and see and keep posted to like my announcements on twitter and instagram and possibly on tiktok as well but it's like yeah kelly underscore kicks everywhere and you'll find out <laughs> Yes. So before we end things, I'm just going to switch it up a bit and ask you a series of rapid fire questions. So, yes. you know, just answer whatever comes to the top of your mind. These are going to be short and a little bit random, but let's go. Okay, <laughs> I'm ready. So if you could time travel, would you go to the past or the future? Uh, the future. Okay. <laughs> Maybe. The future. The future. future. Um, yeah. What was the last series that you watched or are currently watching? Riverdale. <laughs> I'm oh. late. <laughs> Which season? <laughs> I'm a star on season one. I just started. Oh, okay. Okay. I think I need uh, to still season watch one, season one, episode 12. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> um favorite video game or oh, one that you've right been playing now, a lot yeah right now valorant i just started though but taking okay. a valorant um what was the last thing that you impulsively bought oh my goodness socks i don't know was it socks it was socks i think it was socks that was impulsive yeah <laughs> I needed socks. I didn't know which pair to get. So I just took any one of them. <laughs> <laughs> and then which social media app do you spend the most time on? I think Twitch, to be honest. <laughs> it's oh. open 24-7. I'm watching everyone else on Twitch. Oh, wow. So that's probably a change from, you know, in the past. Uh, but yeah. now it's like I it's used to Twitch. TikTok. Now it's Twitch. Yeah, it's because I wanna I wanna support everyone. Everyone streams at different times. So I'm just like I oh, yes. work, 
So I'll open Mm-mm. up my internet browser on my PC and yeah. I'll open all my friends' tabs Labs. and just move mm. it so that if I'm gone, it still like looks. So like that's how you can also support streaming. Do you do so the do you, do you comment the exclamation mark look? Exclamation like, mark yes. look and then uh, I know I'm there but not really. But I, I also do that to my friends. I get you. I get you. Yeah, it's the best way to support as well. Um vibes, guys. It is, it's different. Um and favorite fast food. Oh my goodness. Sushi. Is it fast food? Is I don't know, but it comes food? quite fast. <laughs> It gets finished fast. It gets finished fast. So I guess it counts, right? I don't eat a lot of fast foods anymore. Like yeah. if I do eat like takeouts and stuff, I'm usually ordering like sushi or mm. Asian like foods because I love Asian cuisine. That's good. That is that's the why healthy... me and Chad are such good a... friends. <laughs> that is the health, healthy, responsible adult answer. Don't eat a lot Amen. of fast food. Yeah, I mean, I'm also getting older, so I need to look after my my everything, my health, my intakes, eating properly. I still have cheat days, but it's okay. Myself and Nanal, we're going to dip and dip soon, so that's going to happen. We're not being healthy, eating chocolates and waffles. Uh, but once in a while you know you have to <laughs> although know, for me it's, it's not once in a while for me. It's, it's once like once in every day. <laughs> yeah. That was me. Yeah. I have a packet of knickknacks in the cupboard waiting for me as well. So I'm trying to resist the temptation. <laughs> and with that, Kelly, we have come to an end of today's episode of Spotlight. So thank you so much to everyone that tuned into today's episode. And a huge thank you, Kelly, for taking your time to join me in this amazing and insightful conversation that we had. Um, and to everyone, I will be back with a new episode of Spotlight shortly.